Hi, this is Shelby. And Carolyn. We are two Canadian prairie ladies, raising babies, riding horses, and living the country life. We are on a journey to find health and wealth while building our ranches, and we want to share the journey with you. In this podcast, you can expect to hear us share our own experiences, as well as interview other inspiring humans. We'll cover topics such as human health, horse health, barrel racing, building a ranch, and so much more. We are ready to dig into the tough conversations like mental health, motherhood, farming challenges, finances, you name it. You will walk away from this podcast with tips, tricks, and strategies that will have you finding more joy and peace in your journey. We know there's a lot of juggling that goes into this lifestyle because we are living it. And as a nurse myself and Carolyn with a master's in animal science, we have a lot to bring to the conversation. So grab your coffee to go, throw on your messy bun and muck boots. Let's head to the barn and chat because we have business to take care of and we're sure you do too. Welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. Hello and welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. It's your host here, Carolyn, and my lovely co-host, Shelby Stewart. And today we are coming at you with our guest, Crystal Grad. So welcome here, Crystal. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Uh, Crystal is a futurity and barrel horse trainer. Sorry, futurity barrel horse trainer. And she teaches clinics and lessons as well. Uh, she calls her home base uh, Gravelbur, Saskatchewan. And uh, she also has some really great con- credentials in the barrel arena, including multiple CCA finals qualifications and actually the year end champion in CCA in 2019. And she's and also she was last year's uh, Saskatchewan uh, Barrel Racing barrel. Association futurity champion and reserve champion overall. So that's some uh, pretty big wins. You've accomplished a lot, Crystal. So gradu- congratulations. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey and how you uh, got to where you are right now? Oh, goodness. I, well, I have been riding since I was like two, three, somewhere in there. My grandpa raised quarter horses and my whole family did. Uh, and it was kind of just in my blood and, um, when probably oh shoot right after I had Kelton my my oldest I got the opportunity to go train for Victory Farms in Oklahoma and kind of just I mean I trained all all my life but it really things just really took a turn after I was there and and just learned so much there and and gave me some confidence and and to do this full-time and and go at it so I just kind of did that I did the train my own for a long time um rodeoed on on a mare I call Stella uh that I trained raised and trained and and um you know after I think I think I rodeoed for three or four years I kind of got um a few more outside horses and and um I had a mare uh, by the name of Pepnick's French Gal, owned by Kristen Cote, Cote um, 
and she went along and did really well. Um, Andrea Udall ended up getting her and, and Futurity, finishing out her Futurity year and did what really well on her. And then I got a few more after that, just, and they just kept kind of kept coming to the point where I, that's all I do now is train Futurity Colts. So that's just kind of how it went. Hey, you're living every little girl's dream. Sorry. <laughs> I, I guess. <laughs> Sometimes a dream, sometimes sometimes a struggle, but it's it's nonetheless it's it's a hard a hard way to make a living, but it's the best way to make a living in my eyes, and and I love it, and I love the ups and downs of it. You know, like nothing is the same every day. Every day is a new day, and and that's what I love about it. You know, so um, the challenges that come, and and yeah. I just, I'm, I'm like a horse girl at heart and I love horses. I'm like that little girl that loves horses and it's never changed. And I'm just very happy and thankful that I get to do this. So. Absolutely. Super exciting too. Um, so everybody does things a little bit differently. They train horses differently. We all have our own styles, but for yourself, can you take us a bit through the training process and how you get your own horses or people who send your horses? How do you get them ready for the pattern? Well, you know, it's it changes to each horse for sure. Um, uh, you know, I I like to spend a lot of time doing dry work. Um, I want my horses to feel a certain way before I really start loping them around a pattern. I'll show them the pattern. I'll walk or maybe trot the pattern, you know, from pretty early on. Um, but I don't necessarily lope them until I feel like they can do everything in their dry work pretty correct. Mm -hmm. um, I'm big on rib, um, rib control, body control. Um, I really want my horses to uh, react to my body. I really believe that that the first thing they feel before hands or anything is my body and my hips. So I really try to focus and make sure that I can um, uh, get that as sharp as I can before I really uh, start progressing on the pattern, I guess you could say. Uh, I like to, I like to focus on footwork. I'm, I'm probably, probably a little bit a little bit too picky about footwork it might get me in trouble sometimes <laughs> um I get them a little bit sharp and I can drag a barrel down a time or two and and I really um I really like tight lines so I'm mm -hmm. I'm a little I don't I don't really go by pockets I don't you know I kind of want my horses to go on the I train them to the to where I want them to run um you know, I don't, I don't give them a big pocket going in or teach them that big pocket going in or anything like that. And, and again, mm -hmm. sometimes it gets me in trouble. Um, but mm -hmm. it, it really just works for me. And it's, and you know, it's, it's a lot about trust and, and partnership. Um, I really believe that, that um, building that relationship with them is probably the most important thing. Um, you know, if they don't, if they don't like me and want to work for me, they're not gonna, you know, mm -hmm. so I, yeah. I really want that respect, you know, I don't want to scare them into it or, or force them into it. I want the, I want to teach them and I want them to 
want to learn from me and um and trust me you know I've had I've had some horses that like I literally walk away from the trailer and they will they'll nicker and go crazy because they're by themselves and I'll come back and they'll settle right down um you know that kind of bond is what I want um and I think that's what a lot of horses want and maybe probably why I prefer mares because mares tend to be a little bit more that way than geldings the geldings geldings don't really care whether I'm there or not for the most part <laughs> I would agree with <laughs> so, that <laughs> yeah they're, so they're sort of I, neutral <laughs> yeah neutral so I I tend to um you know kind of push towards the mares just because that's that bond that I can have with them and stuff so um so yeah it's but for the most part you know like I just do a lot of repetition um and and just give them that you know work on just building day by day and little by little and giving them that confidence and and that confidence in me right so you know what I may not be sure about something I'm teaching them but I make sure that they they think that I know what I'm talking about because <laughs> if they you know they just they need confidence and mm -hmm. and then you get those horses that are real confident and those sometimes those are you know like the mare I'm running this year Prissy she's she is more confident than she even knows what to do with I'm sure of it and so you gotta <laughs> kind of keep it in check but but you know like I said each horse is different and you know what I did last year changed a little bit this year you know every every year I find it changes just a little bit because I just I think we grow and and mm -hmm. learn a little bit more learn what's what works better for us maybe that you know if we tried it last year and it or previously and it didn't quite go as you want you you adapt and adjust and you know I just kind of always try to keep an open mind it's not it's not cookie cutter training style you know the biggest thing I focus on is body control and and that's, that's the one thing that stays constant for sure. So, yeah, well, that makes sense too. Like building that confidence up is so important, especially when horses are so young and, and yeah. you ride because you're a futurity trainer, like you must ride so many young horses. Um, how do you help them prepare for the stresses? I know you already mentioned, um, building up their confidence, but can you give us some more examples or, uh, um, other ways that you help them prepare? I don't know if you've got other maybe supplements or well, things like that. Like I, I probably don't, um, haul them as much when they're, you know, three and four year olds as I should. Um, I, that's something that I really think I need to work on a little bit. Um, but you know, I, I really feel like most of my Colts have so much confidence in me. They just kind of follow me blindly. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> sort of speak and which you know is great but um you know I kind of I kind of feel like sometimes I maybe throw them to the wolves because I've been able to right mm -hmm. and because they've trusted me so much and I've been so very fortunate um to have have the horses that I have in have trained and and have in training now and they've all been um, very forgiving to me about that. Um, but I do, you know, I try to, I try to just, you know, I don't make runs at home. 
Um, I rarely, mm -hmm. you know, I might, I might encourage them at home. Um, but I don't make full out runs at home. I just don't have the ground for it. Um, and I, I, in the back of my mind, I never ride like I do at home, like I would in a competition. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I make sure I get them pretty confident and trusting me and my bo my body cues and my communication and everything. Um, and then I'll take them to like local jackpots. Um, I say local and like the closest one is probably two hours away from me. So, uh, <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I kind of live in the boonies. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, and I take them there and you just kind of like, okay, show me what you got. Like, there's just, there's no pressure at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need to go. I don't need to go win. I just need to show you or get you to show me what we need to work on and just keep building from there. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I should probably do that in the time only process. Um, but I haven't just haven't been as ready as I need to be with my four-year-olds. Um, mm -hmm. I think hopefully this year, I, my four-year-olds are probably ready to be hauled a little bit. So I will be, my plan is to haul them a little bit as long as I have room in the trailer. Um, so that's always a big struggle for me too, right? Like I, my trailer's always full of running horses. So it's hard to throw those young ones in just to go for a time only, you know? So, um, especially being with jackpots being so far away from me, you know, it's to take, to take a trailer full of four-year-olds that aren't going to make any money to pay for the fuel that my clients are spending. It's, it's, a little bit hard that way. Like I, you know, I want to be smart about spending my clients money because it, it is a, it is a very expensive hobby. Mm -hmm. I say hobby, mm -hmm. but like, you know, my, I, I love all my clients and my clients have all, all been so great to me. And, you know, I don't want to just go spend their money and waste their money mm -hmm. on, you know, just on a whim kind of thing. And, and, um, you know, it's, it's kind of just trial and error really for me in a lot of things. Right. So, um, I was once somebody that paid, paid my, a training bill and it is very expensive. So I'm very mindful of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I don't want to spend your money, but yeah. it's, you know, and I love, mm -hmm. I love so much when my Colts may, I love when I can send a bill that's already paid for from the winnings. I'm like this, that's the mm -hmm. best. Right. So yeah, that must feel I, awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I love, I love, I, I've had it happen a couple times this year already. And it's just, I, it's just so nice for my clients to give them that break, you know? So, um, uh, Money, money is a big thing. No, everybody, everybody's broke nowadays, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I swear we need more money trees or something. I don't know, but especially for, especially for this industry, everything's getting so, you know, the dollar of horses, the dollar, the mm -hmm. fuel, the entry fee, everything's so expensive. And mm -hmm. so, so we just try to do, I just really try to keep everything in mind for mm -hmm. my clients, for the horses, for, um, for me, you know, so, so yeah, Absolutely. I don't yeah. know what, what rabbit trail I went down or what your question was, but <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you, it was you answered, answered it. Somewhere <laughs> in there. 
<laughs> that was perfect. There's lots of things going on, especially when you're hauling horses and yourself and yeah, keeping in mind all your yeah. clients, everything. There's a lot of yeah. stresses that add to that. But other than that, what are some other obstacles that you find uh, when you ride for charity colts? Oh, you know, I think the biggest obstacle is timeline, you know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. You know, Absolutely. just that pressure of having them run. I, I mean, I've had, I've had some pretty great clients that don't, you know, like Crystal, whenever you got them ready, they're ready. And I'm, you know, I appreciate that so much, but mm-hmm. in the back of my head and my own per, you know, myself, I, I want to please my clients so much that I maybe push, push a little bit harder than I should sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so I really have to manage that within myself um I I think that's probably my biggest struggle is to manage that within myself and just not not push the envelope you know take it as it comes and and have faith in my clients that they'll be happy no matter what you know as long as they get the as long as they get the end result right and Mm -hmm. um I always, I, I just, I don't want to ever disappoint anybody. And it's, that's, that's hard in our, our industry. Like somebody is always going to be disappointed at, you know, at some stage in your career, right? You can't, it's like any industry. It's like, there's always disappointment somewhere. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) I, you know, none of us want that, but it's just the way it is because that's the way life is. Right. So it, that's mm-hmm. something that I struggle with because I want everybody to be happy and everybody to love their horses, and, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. And, and you know what? Barrel racing is just such a big gamble too. So oh, it, well, um, that's why I tell my clients, gotta, I'm like, do you, uh, that's what I say. Do you like gambling? And if you say, I, they say, no, I'm like, Oh, we have, we might have a problem here. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, you need to like gambling because this is what this is. This is mm-hmm. yeah. a very, very expensive gabble- gambling habit. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's way more complex. Too. Oh, it's like the oh, most yeah. complicated with, gambling habit. I mean, <laughs> horses, right? Like horses are just as much of a gamble as a machine right Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think they're worse because you have like injury you have like different bloodlines that go and sometimes they just aren't cut out for it well then how do you tell somebody that just bought a horse for thousands of dollars like you know I think (laughs) I think that my that's probably the hardest thing for me Mm -hmm. um and something I suck at um (laughs) I I hate disappointing (laughs) people. And, you know, like you're right. Like there's so much love. Like I've had people bring me horses and this is, this is my life savings and please make it into the winter that I know it is. Mm -hmm. And then it's not. And it's like, Oh God. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't all be winners. No. And that's, you know, but, but the thing is they are all winners in some way. And Mm -hmm. that's, really you know like in my clinics that's something that I really try to help people see like yeah you may not be winning the world or you may not be winning the 1d but these horses are in your life for a reason Mm -hmm. and whether it's to help you get to the next level help show you how to get to the next level like there's a reason I I had Mm -hmm. horses like I used to have horses that would literally try to kill me (laughs) <laughs> and 
<laughs> like, you know, when I started out training, I'm like, oh my God, I don't like, this is not what I signed up for. Where's my like dash to fames and this, and you know, like, where's the nice ones that just want to be barrel horses. <laughs> and, but those horses all taught me, you know, they taught mm -hmm. me so much. I just had to get the other stuff out of, you know, like I had to stop and just look at the bigger picture. And I think yeah. so many of us just want to win so bad and they don't look at that bigger picture of like, it's this, this is not easy. Yeah. You know, running a barrel horse, owning a barrel horse, maintaining a barrel horse, none of it is easy. And, you know, there's so many dynamics to it that, that you don't even realize, you know, and it's, it's not just about jumping on a horse and going and winning the 1D. Like it takes mm -hmm. time and effort and money and, and, you know, and very rare is it that you can just grab a horse out of the pasture, make it jump on it, go around the barrels a hundred times and it's winning the 1D or winning rodeos. Like mm -hmm. I have heard of it happening. It has never happened to me, but <laughs> Yeah, that's a unicorn, I, hear, I think. <laughs> I hear of it happening and I'm, I still am baffled that it still happens, but um, because there's just, it's just not that easy. You know, there's no yeah. specific drug. There's no specific training style. There's no, um, there's no cutty or cookie cutter way of doing it. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just, you have to take each, each as their own and, and learn from them and build you know, build yourself, build your horses, build everything. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So, I love well, that. speaking I love of, that was mm, good. <laughs> yeah, I like that too. It's a great perspective to have. And okay, so you talked a little bit about um, different horses and how they're meant to be in your life. So, tell us a little bit about the horses that you have in your life right now. <laughs> oh boy. Well, I'm very. Th I'm going to talk about Chrissy because I. I mean that mare she she has had she's owned by Jacqueline Rooks and um she has had quite the life I think Jacqueline ended up buying I think Jacqueline raised her maybe or bred her for sure um but she had ended up in other people's hands and Jacqueline bought her back as a three-year-old and I remember Jacqueline phone me crystal I got this mare I'm gonna send her to who do you want me to send her to to get broke and I'm like Jesse and Amy Finnerty for sure like that's where all my colts go I want her to go there and um Jacqueline had got her got her back and she's ready to go and then she got hurt and then she got hurt again and it's like holy man this mare is like death trap and <laughs> she ended up coming to me I think by the time we got Jacqueline got her all stitched up and put back together she was ready to come to me as a I think I should think she came in it was right after I got home from Washington I think or maybe right before and I had to go to Washington but it nonetheless she she got to me you know the year her five-year-old year and mm -hmm. Jacqueline's like you just just have her ready for CBHI or let's, let's try to have her ready for CBH. I'm thinking, I mean, this mm -hmm. mare is big. She's gangly. She just about fought, fell when I was trotting her in straight line. I'm like, oh my God, this is, <laughs> uh, this, okay. Glad you have that confidence in me. Let's give it a go, you know? <laughs> and, 
I mean, by CBHI, that mayor was running 176s on the standard. And like, she was just, I mean, she's got, Cece was her maternal sister. Um, Presley mm-hmm. of Juanita Funk that Casey Peters ran was her, was her full sister. Um, and Don Vandersteen has a maternal brother to her. Like, she's just, she's, she's got the bloodlines. Like, that mayor yeah. um, was phenomenal um, that produced all those. And um, you know, Prissy, Prissy is, is phenomenal too, but Mm -hmm. she is, she is one for only, like, she is literally one only a mother can love. Like (laughs) she, Jacqueline took her home after, after CBHI or five-year-old year. And she's like, I'm going to, you know, there's a, she had her quirks and I'm like, Jacqueline, she's got her quirks. Like, this is the way she is. She's like, no, I'm going to fix them. I'm like, okay, good luck. <laughs> and I, last year, I remember her saying, I don't know what a long, what it exactly was, but it was along the lines of, okay, you were right. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> like she is very opinionated and that's, and that's just the way she is. And so she asked me to run her at CBHI because Jacqueline had like of her six-year-old year and because Jacqueline had hurt herself uh, or had had hurt her hip or something, something had happened. And she asked if I'd run her. And I, I gladly did. Cause I, I love that mare. I cry, shoot. I cried when she left as a five-year-old, like I just Aww. had such a bond with her. And, <laughs> and um, I think, I think it kind of seeped over from CC. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and then after CBHI, Jacqueline's like, well, do you want to run her next year? I'm like, heck yeah. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> yes, I do. So I ended up taking her to Arizona with me and, and we kind of got a slow start. I really wanted to make her get, have her in shape. And, and I remember the first jackpot I took to her, her down there, she ran by first, which she can sometimes do, but whatever it's, I, I so I proceed on, go to second. She hits it with her chest, goes to third, hits it with her chest. I'm like, awesome. The, awesome Jacqueline messaged me she's like how'd it go I'm like don't want to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) like so this is how it's gonna go and um then I so I worked wrote her a little bit and a little bit more a couple more weeks and I was like hey I'm gonna take her the jet this jackpot and so at the first jackpot I had warmed her up with in the warm-up arena with other all these other horses and she's like she will lay her ears back. She'll never kick or never do anything bad to another horse, but she literally lopes around the around around the arena with her ears pinned and like just like she looks like the devil. And, she's got resting bitch face, eh? Oh, yeah. it's it's nasty. And I'm just like, oh my God, whatever. And so at this next jackpot, I I was late because I like I'm kind of always a little bit late as you guys have could tell um and so I only had I didn't have as much time so I just loped around the parking lot with her and that mare went in there and won it by like two tenths I'm like what what just happened (laughs) and she just I kept kind of treating you know doing that and not really putting her you know putting her where she wanted to be and and she kept winning I think she won eight thousand and like a month and a half or something like that. Like she just kept winning and running and it didn't matter. And, um, the one day I had went to this big added money jackpot and, and she's, I, I tied her on the opposite side of her buddy mare, which she still kicked, like 
would was mean to, but she was, she did not like to be away from her. And, um, I tied her on the other side of her and she was not happy. Well, I didn't even think anything of it and went and warmed her up, did everything the same, go make my run. And like the one thing with her, you can't ever expect the same, like you got to ride her step for step. You can't just go Mm -hmm. in there and expect to ride her the same and she's going to run the same. Like you just, you got to have an open mind. Well, my mind was open, but not quite that open. And she proceeded to hit all three barrels, two of them with her chest. (laughs) I'm like, what happened? Like, and so the next day I'm like, we're going to another jackpot. Like we're not ending this week on this, with this jackpot and went to the next, the next day to this jackpot. And I tie, I didn't take as many horses. I just took the, her and her buddy and goes and wins it by three tenths I'm like did she just like totally set me in my place I'm pretty sure she yeah. did <laughs> she like, totally did <laughs> like she's she just, just mad at you um, she is and she will tell you like she is she is and but she is the most sweetest horse like she will come up and put her chest in my chest and like she I just I just adore her and I adore her attitude and you know I just like I said, she's one only a mother can love. And I do, I adore her, you know, and, and she will, you know, when she does eventually go back home, it, it will be a hard, hard day again. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's Prissy. So she's Derby. I have, um, uh, another mayor of Juanita Funks. She's, her name's Cruz. Um, she, uh, she's a five-year-old and she's just going, I've, kind of brought her along a little slower she's just uh, you know a little bit nervous about being away from home being away from things she knows but she's really really starting to gain confidence and and actually my so much so that my daughter rides her a little bit here and there and um like she's she's just she's real I'm really excited about her and then my boy pie he's famous to fire um he's the stallion that I have of fired up performance horses he has literally set the bar so high for any other stallion that will ever come to my place. (laughs) Like he is an angel and sent from above, I swear to God. And I mean, I can stand beside mares. He won't say a a peep. I will, I can tie him beside mares and he's won't say a peep. Like I had a lady um, park beside like a friend of mine parked beside me it was about a month ago at at brooks and she tied up all her horses and he was tied up on the one on the same side as her trailer and she tied horses up all along that side and she's like crystal is that is that your stud i said yeah she's like oh my god i am so sorry i forgot do you want me to move my horses they're all mares standing there i'm like is he is he saying is he doing anything she's like no he's perfectly fine and i'm like he's fine just leave him like it's it's fine she's like I cannot believe how good he is and that is you know he is amazing in the barrel pen but he's even more amazing his person like just his demeanor everything Mm -hmm. um, along that line and he like I said he's really set the bar high um because it's it's I mean right now we're in the thick of breeding season and he you know yeah he nick I can feel him nicker under his breath Mm-hmm. but he never lets it out. And oh, that's awesome. 
and um like he's just so <laughs> respectful like he's he's so cool but he I ended up going I ended up I made i I jumped the gun a little bit and entered him in too many in a couple for I uh, like the Royal crown down South. And I probably shouldn't have, um, just, I, I kind of put him, put him in, took him on too fast. Cause he, he cracked out real good. Like his first mm-hmm. few, one of his first runs, he ran like 17, three on a standard. Like he's, he's amazing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, so, I think I, I'm, I backed off here for the last month or so and, and just started bringing them back um, and getting them back ready to go again here. So well, I'm pretty excited about him. We, we all are. And, and we're excited about his babies. I think his, I think his babies are just starting to hit the ground. Um, but he had a couple last year and they're, they're, they're so nice. Like he's, just he's really truly special he's by firewater flit out of a proven daughter of of dash to fame and and he's got a nice. bunch of siblings down south mm-hmm. that are that are doing well and and um yeah he's he's a cool cat and yeah. then i have oh i have another mayor of kathy durant kathy and duncan durant mm-hmm. and or i guess kathy durant and duncan campbell and and I had her last year for a little bit, then she went home for the winter and now we're just started getting going on her. I'll probably take her, um, I might take her this weekend to Claire's home um, just to kind of ex- time only, maybe to maybe enter in a couple of jackpots um, and just kind of bring her along. And, mm-hmm. and I think, what else? How many is that? Three, four. <laughs> I no wonder why you said if you have enough room in your trailer. <laughs> like oh, Clancy. Clancy gets so mad at me because I never have room for her horse. Like, oh. I'm like, I'm so sorry, but your horse does not pay the bills. <laughs> so, I always oh. feel bad, but, but we're, uh, yeah, they're, you know, and, and I'm going to change things up this year and, you know, just. Mm-hmm these some horses will go to this direction and some horses will go this direction you know and and just kind of um be a little bit more mindful of what arenas work for what horses you know and and you know every like I said every year you learn a little what what a little better way to go and I that's something I want to focus on is being better and more mindful for my horses and where they need to be entered where they'll shine better Mm-hmm. Um, I might take Prissy and I, I just got Stella back in shape. So I might take Prissy and Stella down to a few rodeos and just expose Prissy. And we might, I, I don't know. We've been playing with the idea of maybe going to the Calgary qualifier, but I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I'm kind of fly by the seat of my pants, but I, I think <laughs> I really, I really think Chrissy is very capable um, and it's just gonna it's just gonna depend on where we're at so so yeah so you talked a little bit about like local jackpots and the triple crown and possibly Calgary qualifier Um, but do you have any other rodeo jackpot plans for this season oh I'm gonna (laughs) yes I have I only I only have three clinics left. I didn't book as many clinics this year. Just I'm, I'm so busy with outside horses this year mm-hmm. and, and having so many going down the road. I didn't want to 
last year I almost overdid it and and I don't want to do that again and and so I have one um in Chetwin BC um actually the Thursday Friday right after Royal Royal Crown in Claire's home um so I'll fly there to do that one that one's full and then I have one in June I think June 10th and 11th in Red Deer at Fired Up Performance Horses and then uh one the first weekend in July at in Williams Lake um and we might there we might there might be one or two like uh day clinics in Saskatchewan that I might go to during the week or something. Um, like I like, I like helping people. So I, it's pretty much if somebody needed help, I'll more than likely go. So, um, so I kind of, I will see, but, um, I am very excited about rock in the prairie that my cousin Charmaine puts on. Um, I've mm-hmm. got, I'm going to run Prissy there. And then, uh, Tammy and Avery Hanowski asked me to run their Avery's mare, um, Marilyn, um, in their spot. Cause they're not able to make it. So I'm really excited about that. I think, think that mare is quite outstanding and, and, um, uh, I'm, I'm excited to get to put a leg over. So, and then I, I'm pondering on getting another spot, but we'll see for Stella, but we'll see. (laughs) I'm very careful where I run Stella and, and I'm not even sure how much I'll run her just because she, where I'm kind of trying to get her ready for Clancy. So, Mm -hmm. um, and then like, I'll go to the prestige. I got a couple spots in the prestige. Um, I've, I'll go to dash for cash for sure. And, and then the, you know, the fraturities coming up and stuff. Um, I want to go down. I want, I would like to go to Colorado classic. Um, but it'll all depend where my horses are at. Um, the fizz bomb was really fun last year. So I might, might see where the horses are at then. Like there's so many. You're, you're naming I, off some that I have no idea. Fizz bomb. Yeah. I've never heard of this. It's in Wyoming. <laughs> like there's just so many. Cool. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I just, I just want to give my horses and my client, my clients, my, my owners, the best, you know, showcase their horses to the best of my ability and, and help build, you know, it's, it's not just about, it's not just about, um, it's not just about training horses for me. It's about helping, helping my clients build their programs too, and, Mm -hmm. and promoting their horses the best I can. And, and I mean, nothing, nothing makes me happier than the pride somebody has in their horse that they have. Right. So, um, I really, that, that means a lot to me and, and, um, yeah, so, so it sounds like you're going to have a busy summer and uh, you obviously have already a lot of clients, but if somebody wanted to get in touch with you and ask you about uh, your training program or your clinics or whatever, how could they get in touch with you? Honestly, and this is completely probably the most unprofessional way, but Facebook messenger is by far (laughs) the easiest way to get a hold of me. I, uh, and if I don't message back, as you guys know, I, it's probably because I lost, lost it and forgot, but probably in the uh, middle of an arena with no service. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And so just keep on sending, press send again. And, and I, uh, I'll catch, I'll catch with catch up with them, but, but yeah, that's mm-hmm. probably the easiest way to get a hold of me. So, nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on here and sharing. Well, thank you um, for having me. Yeah. <laughs> it's been it was so I, uh, We appreciate I, you coming li- on here and talking. I've been listening to a few of your guys' episodes and they're, they've been awesome and I I really enjoy them. So thank you for having me. <laughs> well, thank you. Yes. Thank you. And to all our listeners, uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your podcast platform to listen to future episodes and you're not going to want to miss out. We've got some good ones coming up. Uh, You can find the information from this episode in our show notes and on social media posts. Uh, So go follow us on Instagram and Facebook to get some sneak peeks and information on current and future episodes and send us a message. Let us know your thoughts on new inspiring humans and equine topics. And of course, as always, thanks for listening in and we will see you next time.